Piggy, Peggy Mudbath is a great drag name and I'm copywriting it. Hello and welcome to another socially distant episode of Great Culture, the podcast where three women drink alcohol and talk about things and stuff. I'm Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and welcome to the episode. So as regular listeners will know, we had a little bit of a break recently and that's just because all of us, um, I think we were feeling a bit overwhelmed, a bit overworked and we just needed a little bit of downtime. But obviously in that time, um, the world has changed yet again, as it seems to in 2020. And obviously there have been some fairly big developments. One of the things that we really wanted to address at the top of the show was the Black Lives Matter movement and really that we we stand and Black Lives Matter and we are working as podcast and as individuals to be better, to do what we can do and educate ourselves and make the changes that are so, so needed in our society. We try really hard um, and have tried really hard in the past to um, be really diverse in our choices of literature and uh, programs and films that we watch. But this is just us kind of recognising that um, we will try harder and do our best to seek out those that really represent people in the world today. Specifically at the moment, we are looking at ways that we can incorporate more black voices and black art and black literature and black programs and black education into our podcast to better emphasize this movement. So obviously this is an episode that's coming in kind of the midst of what has been a very big movement, particularly like we said with Black Lives Matter um, campaigns and uh, protests and demonstrations all across the world. Um, So it's, although we would like to go into more detail on that and kind of what we can do and what everyone can do. We are probably not as educated as we could be on those resources right now. So it's not something we're going to be addressing today, but we will be posting some resources, some links, um, some advice for how you can help and um, some excellent black artists, creators, um, activists, and they'll be on the Great Culture website for you. So what we have planned for this episode was basically Sam bought a game. Sam bought a game off of an Instagram ad that's called The Shame of Life. And it's basically a conversation starter, would you rather, in card game form. And we thought that it would be quite fun to choose some drinks that maybe bring us some shame and (laughs) play the game for you all so you can get just a little bit of silliness and a little bit of an insight into our silliness. And uh, I am really looking forward to hearing other people's answers to the cards. Um, So with that in mind, we chose um, drinks that reminded us of shame. A shameful (laughs) night. (laughs) Or shame uh, drink. Shame. Shame. Where's that nun when you need her? (laughs) Um, Yeah, well... Drinks that we drank on particularly memorable or unmemorable nights, presumably in our youth. So what have you guys got to drink? (laughs) Right. Um, This is probably one of the most shameful things I've had to buy for a while. And I work for a sex toy company. So (laughs) you can imagine, I am drinking Strongbow Original Cider, uh, which, as everyone in the UK will know, is the dirt cheap 
teenage drinking terrible terrible cider that you get in a Weatherspoons or something like that um Alex you're shaking your head I <laughs> mean the one that I, no yeah the white one lightning I, yeah. white lightning which is what I'm gonna talk yes. about in a second that <laughs> is shameful <laughs> right um yeah so this is a step above a two liter bottle uh, for three quid from the corner shop which as yeah Alex would go into in a minute but um the reason I'm drinking this and this is a fun little story for you which considering I haven't had a drink yet um I was at a house party um I think I was 16 and <laughs> had many many of these um along with ve- I'm just gonna say misc for the other stuff um other things <laughs> was it was it a two liter was it from a bottle or was it from a no can? it was cans it was cans oh see that um, that step up that step up okay well we know that's party in salisbury <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> i had this and got quite merry um and then ended up um taking over a friend's spare room with a gentleman um went shagging went shagging let's just put it that way thing you've ever said went shagging it's a cider <laughs> <laughs> all right okay anyway so me and this me and this guy um snuck off to our friend's spare room um to have sex and <laughs> sorry went, went shagging went shagging <laughs> part way through um as I'm on top, as I'm on top of this guy, um, the door opens and it's our friend Nathan who just sort of stands in the doorway, like looking at us, like "What are you doing?" And didn't come in and go, "Oh, sorry." No, he just stood there. And so I just turned around, still like sat up on this guy, and just went, "Close the fucking door," oh, and then just carried oh. on. So this reminds me of that time. Um, oh. It was a time. I'm looking forward to some flashbacks later. Oh, beautiful story. Beautiful. Shame of life, my friends. The shame of life. That is the shame of life. Who's next? (laughs) I think Um, Alex should talk about white lining because mine's going to seem really boring. So. Sorry, did I go in too 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 quick with the shagging? No, I'm just really boring. When Sam first suggested us playing this game on podcast, I was really, really excited to start digging around to find a bottle of white lightning. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I have since gone back to work. Furlough has ended and my, my, <laughs> my focus of the day has unfortunately not been white lightning. So um, I'm just drinking cheap wine as I always do. But I also have had many a shameful night on cheap wine as well. The particular moments i mean i've had many shameful moments as a teenager <laughs> um and beyond and beyond <laughs> uh it never ends um <laughs> but but a few times we were stopped by the police for various things like um bush jumping whilst dressed as old people uh like uh one time we um we went into a cul-de-sac and put wheelie bins on every single car in the cul-de-sac so that they would wake up in the morning to their wheelie bins on their cars. Alex, you're a hoodlum. 
Um, one time we put gherkins in all the handles of people's cars. <laughs> this is the most like victimless series of minor <laughs> inconveniences. I love it. Um, <laughs> So I suppose mine aren't necessarily shameful like yours was, Sam. Oh, I've just remembered a time. So we drank a lot and then I was in a relationship at the time, but my friend was single and she really liked this guy. So we went back to his house and I slept downstairs as she was um, going shagging upstairs. (laughs) Um, I'm going shagging. <laughs> yeah, his mate was like, oh, like kind of obviously trying it on, and I was like, no. So I kind of slept upright in a chair, like really aware that he was like around, <laughs> and then, like your taxidermy self. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then in the morning, um, I woke up and he had a beautiful. Like he obviously lived with his parents, and I had a, like he had a, his parents had this beautiful house, and um, I absolutely desperately needed a wee. I was absolutely bursting. And I was like, oh my God, I have no idea where the toilet is. I don't know this house at all. And so like went to the downs where obviously like it looked like it would be a downstairs toilet and they were like, had the builders in. So there was no, it was just like a pipe coming out of the like cemented floor. And I was like, oh my God, where's the toilet? And I thought, okay, I'll go upstairs. So I walked out of the toilet, the, you know, bathroom door, what will be a toilet. Um, and his what I assume is his dad walked across the landing in his boxer shorts and was like, morning. I was like, oh, okay, hello. Um, so I didn't want to go upstairs, so I didn't know what to do. So I went in his back garden and squatted in a bush and went for a wee. And then I looked up and I saw his dad looking at me from out the window. <laughs> so I like obviously was like oh my god we need to leave so I went upstairs managed to find my friend in bed with this guy I was just like we need to leave right now (laughs) wow sorry so yes those are my shameful moments but I am just drinking wine (laughs) fair thank you for sharing some shame with us tonight (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome Kimberly what have you got what's your drunken shame all right tell us all I just swallowed a fly I'm um I'm boring. So uh, I obviously didn't drink till I was eighteen, so I don't have any like drinking when I'm sixteen. Embarrassing stories. I have plenty of embarrassing stories from uni, most of which revolved around sambuca, which I swore to never drink again. And I will tell you the story of the last time I drank sambuca, which was uh, it was two thousand and eight. It was the last day of Christmas term. Uh, We went out, as you do, and uh, I met my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend and then saw the guy that I liked with his girlfriend, so I was in a really good place. And I drank a lot of Sambuca, obviously, because cheap. Um, And then I ran into my former housemate's boyfriend at the bar and... I don't like him. And I told him so (laughs) in no uncertain terms that I was really glad that they were back together because they were both terrible people and they they deserved each other. Uh, And uh, then he bought me a shot and then I drank the shot and then I made out with his best friend. So it was a a good, it was was good times. Uh, And then I was violently ill the next day. So Sambuca, shame one. Mm. Shame two is I did have some drinking in parks. 
um, I decided to make up for the fact that I had never drunk in parks by drinking that in parks. particular rite so, of passage. So you drank in parks post, like, after 18? Yeah. We so were drinking and- in a park the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that is true. That is true. And we are thirty, but only because there is no other choice right now. <laughs> well, so because it was cheaper, me and my two friends would buy. They would buy a bottle of vodka, and I would buy a bottle of gin from Tesco, and then we'd walk to the fields near Tesco, and then uh, we'd have some lemonade or whatever. And um, we got really, really drunk and it was great times. On one of those nights, I distinctly remember calling my friend's girlfriend to explain to her that birds were dinosaurs. <laughs> and that therefore dinosaurs were all around me. Um, and then I was like, but but they're not listening to me. They don't they don't believe me that birds came from dinosaurs, but they did. They did, I'm telling you that they did. And then I explained how birds came from dinosaurs and how their little claws turned into the little feet and everything like that. Uh, Did you have any sort of pre... Did you have any history with this woman about dinosaurs? No. Right? No, I just... uh, I believe the thinking was she's jealous that she's not there and she wants to be better friends with us and wants to be better friends with me specifically as a female friend of her boyfriend and I was trying to prove that we could definitely be friends and that I had absolutely nothing against her, which I didn't accept that she was kind of boring. Um, he, I think he had been on the phone to her. So then I decided to call her back to explain about dinosaurs. Um, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I believe I might have even ended it with something along the lines of, and my dad's a geologist, so I should know. So, oh Christ, which Kim. isn't at all true. Um, oh, so that was fun, and so that's that's Tesco gin. This is one of the shame things. And then what I'm actually drinking is strawberry and lime cider because I'm fancy, um, but also because I used to work in a bar and I used to get um, bot- like crates of strawberry and lime cider at cost because it was record leg and it was super fancy. And uh, yeah, just quite a lot of the the one time that I went out with people at work I drank a lot like there I drank a lot of strawberry and lime cider I drank a lot of strawberry and lime cider in the student house and it's very much associated with just being a bit of a knob at uni and also my mum coming to visit and taking me out for a really nice meal and then I threw it all up (laughs) Mm, nice I remember going out for my sister's birthday once after drinking Sambuca. We were very sick. and um, But we were being sick in consecutive toilet stalls. It was like, hey, this family is doing well. Bonding um, over vomit. Anyway, yeah. So um, I didn't want to buy cheap gin for obvious reasons. I definitely didn't want to buy Sambuca. Um, so I decided to go for... Snacking Sambuca. That kind of... Full session drink that is strawberry and lime cider. Um, yeah, so that was quite a long um, preamble. Should we play the game? So we are going to start playing our game, which again is called the Shame of Life. Uh, like Kim mentioned earlier, I, <laughs> I, I, I like a lot of us recently. I was like, why has Instagram got so many more sponsored paid adverts now? Why is it like this? Oh, I hate being sold things. And then I saw this game, um, and I decided that I wanted it. So. I was suckered in by social media advertising, um, but it is actually a really nice game. 
really nice game. That's not the word. It's, it's not really nice. good. It's not a nice game. It's a good quality game, uh, and I'm hoping it's going to provide us with a lot of entertainment. So it was crowdfunded originally last year. Um, they raised all the money they needed to make this game. I can't remember the names of the founders, I'm afraid. Um, oh, Gareth is one of them, co-founder of The Shame of Life. Oh, um, they raised the money in, I think, eight hours to make this game. What? Um, how much did they have to raise? I can't remember. It was a few, good few grand. Um, I did look when I first bought it. But yeah. So it's a, an indie game, which is nice. Supports small independent businesses. Hooray. Um, but basically, it's a card game. And the idea of it is that it's about sort of freeing yourself from inhibitions and getting stupid conversations going and just not being afraid to be stupid. They're like the late night cocktail bar of parties where you're like it's still everyone's quite tipsy still fairly civilized but then it's getting a bit raucous but you're not going to go and put wheelie bins on cars or gherkins and handles or gherkins and handles or tell people that they're horrible people and that they belong with other horrible people you know that kind of thing look he respect he said (laughs) i respect your honesty have a shot i mean i wish people did that to me more often (laughs) (laughs) really do we want shots? No, maybe not shots of Sambuca. Tequila, I could get on board with. So the description of the game on the back of the box is, uh, forgive us our weirdnesses. Every minute someone somewhere is second-guessing what they're about to say. We're all guilty of it, shaming ourselves into silence for fear of not fitting in. It's time we break our silence. It's time we celebrate the little weirdos we are. It's time we beat the shame of life. Uh, what is the shame of life? A game that lets players lose their inhibitions and have great conversations by asking a series of absurd questions. So within the box, there are a certain number of playing cards, 100 game cards. There's also 10 blank cards, so you can add your own suggestions. There's a number of different kind of scenarios on the card. There's dilemmas where you can, you know, think what you would do in a certain situation. There's debates. But the instructions are basically, you go around, you pick a card, you can choose how you answer that, as in whether you each take it in turn to answer, whether it's like a free form discussion. But I think the easiest way to play, because we are still in our own houses and can't exactly pass stuff around a circle, um, is for me to just read them and each of us to take it in turns answering what we'd say. Um If you don't want to answer a question, the way to get out of that is by revealing a shameful fact or secret or something, and then it just passes to the next player. Um, Given, I don't know, I was going to say given what we've already revealed, but there's probably a hell of a lot more. Um, I mean, I feel feel like we're very open about our shameful selves anyway. (laughs) Oh, we are. Maybe this isn't the game for us. (laughs) Do we want to score winners or anything? Uh, Yes. So the idea with the game is that obviously there is a competitive element. Well, thank you for reminding me, Kim. Um, And that the person with the best answer, whether that's decided by one player, if you choose to play that way, or whether it's decided by committee, um, the person with the best answer to that question gets the point. So yeah, let's score. Sounds good. Okay. So first card, doing a shuffle, just going to pick the first one at random. It is a discussion topic. So, um, How would you make a pig feel sexy? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if the concept of sexiness exists in pig society. Pigs are pretty intelligent, and they do like to fuck. So they do, and they do have what thirty-minute orgasms or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, big... why do you know so much about that? 
It's one of those What's facts that you just know. <laughs> like, I can't think of any other ridiculous facts now, but yeah, that's what pigs... And they also have corkscrew penises. I know Not that. Them, just the male ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sexy pigs, what we did. Sexy pigs. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing is? Is I've actually, like, I, I thought, oh, maybe I'll take notes, and I've just written... Pigs, sexy. <laughs> and then I thought of drawing a picture, but this is a podcast, so it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I think you've got, I guess you've got to think about what would make that pig attractive to the opposite gender of pig or same gender. I don't know whether pigs have same gendered relationships. So hear me out. <laughs> you want to feel sexy. A lot of what we might do is is pamper. So we might, you know, you might like do your nails or like trotters. Get yourself yeah. all dolled up with your makeup <laughs> or something. A spa day, if you will. <laughs> spa and with a mud pig. pack. <laughs> yes. But pigs Oh, you ruined her punchline. That was gonna be her punchline. <laughs> no, but pigs, you know, pigs are well, what I was also going to say is a lot of what is sexy about people or a lot of what promotes sexiness is pheromones and scent and smell. For pigs, a sexy smell might be, you know, piggy mud smell. So I would I would <laughs> give it a nice luxurious mud bath. Sty by Dior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm piggy pig- mud smell. Piggy yeah. mud bath. Great drag. Piggy, Peggy Mudbath is a great drag name, and I'm copywriting it. <laughs> Alex, I'm, what you got? I'm I'm going to design a range piggy lunch. of uh, piggy fishnets, nippled bras. <laughs> uh, well, lingerie in ge- in general. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get, but I'm gonna start with the fishnets because I feel like with four legs they can utilize them quite well. Um, is it not a bit. Would it be more like a body stocking? Yeah, is it not like a Sunday roast? <laughs> You're not just turning them into sausages. No, because I'm vegan. <laughs> I'm making them sexy, not. <laughs> um, no, but then I also started to think. Well, maybe if I'm going into fishnets, maybe there's something in their snout, like maybe some kind of gimp mask. So. <laughs> I'm going to design a range of kind of uh, domineering underwear. (laughs) Domineering. Well, domineering is bossy. (laughs) Well, dominatrix, but also surely... Is it made of leather? Is it vegan friendly? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it'll be like pleather, sweaty. Sex wear for pigs. Well, the, ask, the ask is sexy. We're not making them. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to clarify. So, play the sex wear for pigs is is what you're going for. Yes, but I'll come up with a snappy name. Just give me time. So we've got sexy vegan pig wear. We've got um, odor mud um, <laughs> from Kim. Um, I don't know. See, I, I, I feel like I'd have to do some research into what like a pig breeding and what environment pigs 
mated at a high like I have to treat this scientifically. There's, you can't just be no, there's, no, there's whacking no on the breast. Yeah. There. No, there's I no sexual formula for sexiness. Oh, all right. Scientific God. formula for sexiness. Wow. Well, fine then. If you're going to make me not take this seriously and let the pigs down. Um, well, we don't want I, to let the pigs down. That's kind of the point. I would say... Oh, I've come up with a label name. I've come up with a... <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Go on. So I've gone for Pimp My Pig Imp. Pig Imp. <laughs> So for a gimp bath, yeah, pimp my pig. See, I think I think you need to lose the pimp, like pimp, and it, that has negative connotations for sexiness. Yeah, I would oh, go yeah. with just pig imp. Yeah, we want them to have ownership over sexiness. No pimps allowed. Okay, yeah. pig imp. Allow these pig pigs imp. to own their sexuality without yeah. uh, patriarchal interference. Yeah, pig imp. Pig imp. Pig imp. Love okay, imp. sorry. Cool. Um, I, I, I feel like I've, I'm not going to beat pig imp fetish wear. Uh, so I don't know, wigsforpigs.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can switch out your do. They don't have a lot of hair unless they're one of those really like bristly ones, in which case they might want a bit of a change. Nice silky number. Pig wigs. That's, that's my thought <laughs> I've got. As for a winner for that round, I mean, I think, I think my vote's got, got to be with sexy pig wear. It's got yeah, to be sexy pig, pig. pig. Right. One pig. There we go. Lovely. I love that you were writing the context. Excellent. Well, I just wanted this to give like, an example it. in case we want to do any artwork or anything. Fantastic. <laughs> So, listeners, this is kind of the shape of the show for the rest of the time. <laughs> if you could see what I could see, Alex has just lifted up a picture of a pig, and uh, I think it's like a basque and suspenders. Um, <laughs> so, the next card is discuss a TV show that you wouldn't want to have a sex dream about. A TV show that you wouldn't want to have a sex dream about. Funhouse. Pat Sharp and his mullet. What? Yeah, no, that would no, that would be too much. Either Funhouse or what was that program that was Mr. Blobby and the guy from Deal or No Deal? Noel's House yeah, Party. That would not be a good sex dream either. It would not. It would be a fucking horrible dream. Uh, I mean, but at least, well, Funhouse, I feel like it, it almost could happen in any kind of like of the rooms or levels. Oh, another one. The gun so, one. What was that? Get your own back. That would, yeah. Get your own back. Good. So, for anyone who's not familiar with nineties British TV shows, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could you elaborate? So, Funhouse was presented by a guy. Yeah, oh, he, it was presented by a guy with a mullet, and for some reason, there were two very beautiful blonde twins that would just be there. They didn't have a purpose. Because, you know, apparently beauty has no purpose <laughs> apart from to look nice. Um, and kids would do a selection of challenges that would include things like ball pits and a go-kart race and, you know, various other crazy things um, to to basically for their team to win. Usually I think they were siblings as well. 
Yeah, they were quite often. Noel's Funhouse is uh, Mr. Blobby and... Noel's House Party. Yes, that's the one, sorry. Um, Was Mr. Blobby, who was like a weird inflatable creature who was pink and yellow uh, with big googly eyes and massive eyelashes. And to be honest, I think they just talked. I don't think there was like a game show element. They ran no, around a lot. There was. There was. Um. They had a thing called grab a granny, where they put a woman on, like an older woman on a bungee <laughs> thing, and she had uh, loads of cash, and you had to get the cash off her. Um. There were oh loads God. of okay, things well, on it. Went, I can't remember anymore, but I just remember that grab went a granny because I don't want to have a grab a granny in a sex dream <laughs> at all. <laughs> um. And what was the final one that I said? Oh, get your own back, which was you were with your teacher or your parent or something like an adult um, as a child you were with an adult that you wanted to get your own back on and then you did loads of challenges like trying to tidy your bedroom in record time and like weird things um and then at the end you got to dunk your desired adult in the gunge <laughs> so none of those i remember that none yeah. of those are wanted in my sex dream none of those i could see how the gunge one would be uh, would lend itself more to the sexy thing than the others might. Ew. People are into that. Splashing, man. It's not even a nice word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wet and messy play, as it's called. Anyway, Kim, what's your, what's your answer? Question time. <laughs> Question time. <laughs> I mean, it may, at least people might tune in and watch it. I know this is a dream, but no, just it just feels like a lot of um. I don't want to be very dry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty dry. Lots of anxiety, lots of questions, lots of idiots. Very intense. Do you? Yeah. Dry. Would you have to finish though in that time in that time limit? Because like that's not a very. Oh, countdown! That'd be. I have exes that could definitely do that. I don't want to dream about question time and I certainly don't want a sexy dream about question time. Fair. I think, have either of you ever seen um, Storage Wars? <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Where they have to try and fit everything in like a tiny little garage. Or is that the one? No, 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 no. No, no it's the lock-up, like the, um, they auction off uh, yes. storage Yes, and you units. bid and you don't know what's in it. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, that one, Yeah. And there's a guy on that called Dave who just every time there's an auction, everyone hates him, right? And every time there's an auction and he wants to bid, he just goes, yeah. yeah. And I think that would be one of the I just, I just remembered something about question time and, and programs <laughs> like it. It's the, it's not really a question, more of a statement. And imagine like, it's not like, that there's always that sense of like people just going on and on and on and on and explaining things and asking questions and why and why this and why that and what is your opinion on this and you're a terrible person i would hate that in a well, you're, so, so you're saying that like that would be happening during <laughs> yes quite so, like, you're having a like <laughs> i feel like a question time sexy dream would be you are <laughs> sexy timing whilst people ask questions right of okay. you 
Right. Or they yeah. ask you inane questions. And it's with all the people that are on question time who are all grim. So I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more about my 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 question time thing. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't questioning it because it hey, um, because it is about the least sexy program I could think of, other than maybe like Panorama. <laughs> anyway, sorry, um, Dave going yep in mid intercourse would be, or just like in every moment of the intercourse. Yep, 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 yep. Every yep. thrust. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, like Hello. a whoopee cushion. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> On another note, Hello. Um, have either of you ever had a sex dream that you would like to share about anyone on TV? Because I have one. <laughs> no, do you know? Oh, God, I'm so boring with my sex dreams. It's always about my partner, which is just like, you know, as much as probably for. Oh, lo- I know! Lame. And that's probably so lovely for his ego, but like, I have no funny stories to tell, and that's bullshit. <laughs> I want. I want. Um, if either of you no. ever watched Neighbours, you told me this. Yeah, was this the old man? No, 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 not the dad. The Toady. No. Toady, Toady from Neighbours. Hang <laughs> you on. told me this one. You told Hang me on, this. I'm googling this man. Toady. And not even like a few years in when he'd cut his hair. Um, oh. Looked like a respectable human being. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a sex dream about that guy. Um. I haven't watched Neighbours since. Basically, Dream Me is no arbiter of taste. Okay, so who had the who had the weirdest TV show for a sex dream? So we've got <laughs> Alex went for a triple whammy there with Funhouse, Get Your Own Back, and Noel's House Party. Him, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Question Time, also pretty fucking dry, and Storage Wars. They're all pretty bad. I feel like that's like a tie. <laughs> Maybe it's a three-way tie. We. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. There, are, I think we accurately picked terrible sex yeah. shows. for different yeah. reasons. All right, so one, and I hope we two, never have them. three tonight. Dreams. If anyone dreams about any of these tonight, they have to tell us or send yeah, us that an illustration. <laughs> so we just took a small break, but we're back. Uh, we've we're still continuing with our shame drinks, I believe. How is everyone getting on with them? Any uh, any hideous flashbacks yet? No major flashbacks, um, except that my teeth feel like they're rotting. Yeah. Uh, and also, I really miss pub garden. Oh, this is such a pub garden yeah. drink. Also, I forgot to say earlier that the specific strawberry and lime cider that I have is Sotma from Lidl, because I am all class. Uh, brand. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and it is very sweet. But yeah, I I miss pub gardens and my teeth are rotting. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't even hate it. It's not it doesn't taste that dissimilar to Thatcher's these days. No. It's just it's just generic cider and it's all the same. I'd probably continue to drink it. Yeah, it's just slightly more chemically, isn't it? That's all it is. It's more, yeah, it feels more like, which is to say, <laughs> the, the feeling in your mouth when you're like, oh, and then it sort of settles down. Yeah. Um, Alex, how's your chep My wine? chep wine. Is this the one you've had on the podcast? So before? many times. <laughs> it's just my standard drink. <laughs> um, yeah, because like I said, I couldn't get my shame booze. Um, 
But also, like I said, I'm sure I've had shameful moments on this wine anyway. Um, and maybe tonight. Who knows? Should have got for white lightning. Yeah. Oh, well, this will be more fun. All right. Next card in the game is Describe. We've all heard of Duvet Days, but what's the next workplace initiative we can all deserve? Um, cat library. <gasps> oh, puppy, libraries. puppy libraries. Yeah. Both, please. Although not in the same place. <laughs> I'm struggling to come up with something better than a puppy library. Oh, yeah. I mean, puppy library clearly wins. I would like every workplace to have a slide. Mm-mm. Like between floors. No, someone has to clean that. <laughs> I don't care. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, but I care because it's probably going to be me. <laughs> clean my slide, Kim. Do you know what? I'm going to go all out, actually, for the new incentive is going to be three or four day weeks. Because, Bold. because like... I just feel that, and I especially feel this coming back to work after furlough, is just two days of a weekend is just not enough. You don't have a, like, the first day, you do all your washing and your chores and all that stuff, and then the next day, you're, like, knackered from that, and you're like, okay, maybe I'll just watch some TV. Oh, great, it's working week again. No, I really feel stressed already about a five-day week and I'll probably be more stressed at a four-day week but actually you'd probably be more productive during that time and mm-hmm. um yeah. France or something does similar yeah similar. so I think four-day week would be ideal nice nice I really wish the companies gave monetary bonuses on your birthday <laughs> I like that because you know when you take a day off for your birthday or whatever and you're like you're really excited because you're like it's my birthday and I can treat myself and you still don't have any fucking money I just feel like it's I don't want like forego the forced fun and that everyone sign a card and (laughs) I don't want your wishes I want your fucking money but but genuinely yeah (laughs) like I I I would I if I had a company I would give a kind of bonus to people's birthdays. It's like body shop do like, you know, 20% off on your birthday or whatever. Your job should give you 20% on your pay. Yeah. 20% on your paycheck. That would be pretty good. That's what I want. Okay. That's fair. So we've got birthday bonus. We've got four day week or we've got puppy library. Oh. I would like to work in this place of all these places. Yeah. Wherever this is, <laughs> I want it. Um, I'm, <laughs> This is great culture. I'm going to go for Puppy Library. I'm going to vote for Sam. <laughs> yeah, I vote mean, myself. Puppy Library is going to yeah. be the winner. All right, one puppy slash kitten library. Slash kitten slash small nice fairy things. Not- guinea pig? No, which? no, no. Fucking <laughs> guinea pigs are allowed in this in this scenario. Oh. Rats. I love rats. rats. It, rats I mean, guinea right. pigs are the only animal that makes me feel uncomfortable. They're just furry jelly beans. Yeah. They're like fuzzy potatoes. No, I just can't. Yeah, exactly. I just can't. Next card. Uh, oh, dilemma. So this is an either or, would you rather kind of mm. question. Would you rather use a shower gel made from 100% slugs or a mouthwash flavoured with your dirty socks? Well, a if... shower gel from slugs. Yeah. I... Or, or mouthwash from socks. I'm going mouthwash. Think... Really? Yeah, well, right, so hear me out. 
mouthwash at least serves a functional purpose. So even if it's flavored with something, it's still like antibacterial and all that sort of stuff and plaque. And so it's like, it's good for you. So there is a reason why you may choose that mouthwash over another mouthwash. In the same way that you might choose Corsodil, which tastes like shit, over anything else because it's particularly good at fighting plaque. So if there was some evidence that, because I, I don't think my feet are that like gross and my socks, they don't really smell that bad. They're more like corn chippy. So <laughs> I'm going with, I'd rather have corn chippy mouthwash for like 30 seconds that I can rinse out. Than... More cool original Doritos than the tangy cheese ones. Well, I was going plain, but all right. Um, <laughs> I love them. You know, it's not like they're not like rans. Oh, I know, but I love and I think like, about this so much that it's like corn chips. <laughs> and that's so true. Actually, I can smell that like literally right now. Yeah, like, like it's just like, it's not like, it's not offensive. It's just, it's just an odour. And I would rather have 30 seconds of that for a good reason than a month of a shower gel over and over and over again that's made from slugs with no real benefit. Unless you told me that slugs were somehow going to make me skinny by showering with slug <laughs> shower gel, then no. Fuck off. See, I think I'd have to go for slug shower gel because I think slugs, I feel like it would be moisturising. I feel like it'd be good for keeping the moisture in your skin. Like you get slug um, face masks. But I also feel I I yeah you do. Do you mean do you mean ones that look like No, slugs? no, they have um actual face mask like you know the ones that you it's like a plastic sheet that you put on your face. They have slug slime face masks. Um it's meant to, it's meant go. to be really good for your skin. It's already proven that. Um I obviously discount them as an animal product. So by default I would have to go with the sock mouthwash. But I also totally agree with what you're saying, Sam. Um, and I almost would rather something on my outer layer of skin than in my mouth that is gross. Yep. Um, you put worse things in your mouth. Put what in your mouth like now? I said you've all put worse things in your mouth. Like white lightning. I was about to say. Tony from Neighbours is a perfect gentleman. White lightning, yes. And Dick true um from moments of white lightning white lightning and dick <laughs> welcome to my autobiography <laughs> well that literally Alex, the genius uh, um so yeah by default i have to go for socks. okay okay so two votes for socks i think the people that said socks should get the points because you win the round whatever <laughs> cool two points for you right next card Oh my god. Dilemma. Apocalypse is now. Well, they're not wrong. Uh, there's just you, a cat, a dog, a sweet old lady, and your rumbling tummy. Who's first on the menu? Me, a cat, a dog, and an old lady. A sweet old lady. Who are you going to eat first? There was the adjective like the lady in there. The that was important. So she tastes sweet. Good to know. No, isn't she the nice have person? Doesn't say that. Doesn't that, specify. Yeah. That's ambiguous. I think I'm going to eat the cat. I think it depends on which is fatter. If I'm desperate enough to potentially eat an animal or a human, I'm going to go for the fattest of them all, which means I'm going to eat the dog, which will make me very sad, but the sweet old lady would give me conversation. 
But some old ladies can be very fat. But it also depends on the dog. Like, I mean, a Pekingese versus a Golden Retriever, slightly different. But also... Like, if, if it's a big dog... Yeah, but if you're desperate enough, in my head, this is like an apocalyptic, like, situation where you're in a bunker and life is ending and blah, blah, blah. I would rather have a human being to converse with and then survive by eating something meaty. Are you just trying to outlive this old woman? <laughs> well, I am going to outlive the old woman, but at the same time. So then when she dies of old age, you can Yeah, but in the meantime, I've had a nice conversation and a hearty meal of dog. <laughs> what if she's a racist? Then I fucking, like, axe her down and then have, like, a nice barbecue of dog and sweet old lady. <laughs> On skewers. <laughs> right. So, from a purely practical viewpoint, you're saying dog because you get more meat. Statistically speaking, I and 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 realistically speaking, if it's a reasonable sized family dog, you're probably more likely to <laughs> a yourself get more food, but also the majority of people will survive with the dog. If you kill the cat, that's one meal between the three of you, just about. If you kill the dog, that's a couple of meals, at least. Well rationed. What are you saying, Sam? Um, well, I think I'm just going to have to eat them all in turn, but I'd have to start with a cat. Because if, like, the, the situation you're describing as a bunker scenario, it's just you and these three organisms... Oh no! You'd have to if it was just you. And, if you're in a bunker, you'd have to call the old woman first because otherwise she's going to come for you. Whereas the dog and the cat aren't going to know any better, so you'd have to kill and eat her first. Then you'd have to work your way down the food chain. Whereas if it were in the wild, knocking about, you found them in the street. Um, actually, probably still the old lady because you could catch her. So actually, no, change my mind, old lady. Yeah, but she's a sweet old lady. Couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, need but what eat. if you need conversation more sometimes? Talk to myself. Talk to the dog. My logic is if you get rescued, you're more likely to get done for eating the old lady than you are for eating the dog. That's true, but... I mean, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to eat any old women. This is a hypothetical... <laughs> no, but, apocalyptic but I just think that hu- human I'm not interaction. going down to my nearest care home with a knife and fork. I think there's uh, two votes for eating the dogs. Also, anyone who has played any good RPG post-apocalypse games or any games knows that the dog is useful to your survival better to have the dog on your side what's the old woman going to do slow you down zombies are going to get you yeah but we don't know why we're in this bunker there might not be zombies well you're in a bunker i'm out in the wild well enjoy that time (laughs) and die (laughs) and i'm having a nice chat over a cup of tea and a bit of dog all right right you can you can be chewing on rover i'll be gnawing on linda's leg there we go (laughs) Um, so two votes for dog you both get the points apparently I'm a cannibal (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh this is a good one next card who's the most fuckable villain of all time oh god there must be so many I mean Loki's got to be up there Tom Hiddleston Loki I really never saw it I mean he's not the one but he's he's in the upper echelon I never saw it at all I think it's that there's that element of oh well you can if you <laughs> if you want to fuck the bad guy then you can kind of understand the bad guy or you might be tempted to be bad by the bad guy or girl or whoever 
So there's that, but not really looking for an, a cultural dissection of depictions of evil. Mm. <laughs> Just want to know who you want to fuck. <laughs> Hades. Scar. <laughs> Hades. Ooh. Love a bit oh, of blue hair. Mm. Oh, I know who. I know. Um, Count Adamar from A Knight's Tale. Oh, yeah, that's a good show. Oh, I knew, uh, of course it is for you, yeah. Have you just Googled sexy villains, Alex? Yeah. The worst <laughs> thing was, is I, I Googled sexy bad guys, and then it auto-corrected to sexy bodies, and it just had lo- loads of women in laundry, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, well yeah. no, again, anti-hero. Everyone's an anti-hero. I was going to say um, Angel. <gasps> when he goes Spike! Didn't... No. Yeah, Spike over Angel. Terrible. Spike over Angel. No. Spike's, Spike's awful British accent ruined Spike. Oh, uh, see, I enjoyed him. Like, when Angel's being nice and you know, wet and crap, not interested. When That episode when he sleeps with Buffy and then he turns into a... Or that series where he turns into a dick, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I can see it. Bowie and Labyrinth. Bowie. I didn't think about that, but is he a villain? Is he really a villain? He's the villain of the film. Yeah. Poison Ivy, Uma Thurman. She's pretty hot. I mean, there are villains in Jane Austen who are definitely fuckable, but... Draco Malfoy. Lucius over Draco. Oh, no. He's old. Draco's a teenager. Not in the later films. (laughs) The, um... Still a Jean-Baptiste Grenouille in Perfume. Oh, mm, oh no, he's too much like those. Um, he's like a weird guitar playing guy from uni. I don't, I don't know. No. Otherwise known as my ex at uni. Otherwise known as your type. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I'm just I'm racking my brains to go through. I don't know the answer to this one. No, just just so. shout the first hey, name. Hades. Hades. Hades from Hercules. Right, cool. Not the god of the well, underworld. Yeah, same the, thing. The He's just version. depicted in Disney. So, big grey dude with terrible teeth and blue hair. Fine. Kim, knee jerk, first response. I don't have one. Um, shit. Uh... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, uh, you know the um, the guy in The Princess and the Frog? The, the Shadow Man. Doctor Facilier. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> He's a smooth talker. I'd be into it. <laughs> He's got friends on the other side. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Hades. Doctor Facilier. Count Adamar from a Knight's Tale. I think you win. Knight's Tale. Mine's a person. Yeah. Point for me. Sexy men. Ah. Okay. I like that they can't name this because of. Copyright, but what word or phrase would the most adored fictional nan English nanny use to describe masturbation? I'm trying to think of phrases from from the film or book. <laughs> Practically jerk it in every way. Oh, that's good. I feel like she'd use like run it up the flagpole or something, or rub it well, till the wind changes. All is this? Oh, that's a good one because that's gender neutral. Yeah. Tuppence a bear. Where's the bear? What bear? It's in your bear. bear Is it not like... As in bear? Like, like Ra? Like, like B-A-R-E? Bear. Right, okay, because when you're saying your bear, I'm assuming you're meaning like a bear that belongs to you. No, it's in like your like bear from the waist down. <laughs> Who masturbates naked from the waist down? 
Well, do you <laughs> masturbate naked from the waist up? What if I would... <laughs> Polish or something. I feel like it'd be like polish your private or something. But like more witty than that. Polish your pins. Polish your penny. Scrub your buttons. Polish your penny. Tap on your bear. And oh God, I have forgotten what mine was. Um, whatever I said. <laughs> the one about. I think yours was the winner, Sam. What? I think tuppence cool. your bear is better. <laughs> tuppence your bear no. is way too much explaining. Doesn't make, me. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I I vote for me. Kim votes for me. I get. A point. I yeah. think <laughs> you lose because you can't even remember what your fucking point was. Yeah, but the audio will remember, so we don't have to. It's a matter of public record, Alex. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Debate. Out of all the historical figures, who had the meatiest genitals? <laughs> Basically, who had big dick energy? Vita Sackville West. Vita Sackville West. Oh, my God. The... <laughs> okay. She had big vagina energy. It's really hard because I don't think it would be someone like Conquery. It's not Napoleon, is it? Napoleon's got a fucking button mushroom going on. Oh, you know what? Gertrude Stein. Okay. Apparently Rasputin's dick is in a jar and apparently it's enormous, so I'm going with got Rasputin. Rasputin. What, just because it's in it's a jar? It's got a big... Nah. <laughs> it's not big because it's in a jar. It's just... He seems... I mean, the man fucked up a lot of shit. <laughs> Literally. And he was a dirty peasant. <laughs> And he was very influential. So I'm going I'm going Rasputin. Alright, so Gertrude Stein, Rasputin. Um, who had big dick energy. All people have okay. junk. I'm gonna go I'm gender. gonna go for Frida Kahlo. Yes. Ooh, yes. I like that. Yeah. So we've got Frida Kahlo, Rasputin, and who did you say? Gertrude, Gertrude Stein. Stein. My brain went Gloria Steinem, and I was like, I'm pretty sure she does as well. But um yeah. <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna back Frida Kahlo. I can see Same. that. Frida Kahlo wins the point. Yeah. Okay. Right. One more. A ludicrous phrase to say when you climax. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I like that. Feed the birds. <laughs> I feel like something like that's show business. Jazz hair. Or like um the Star Wars Spirit The thing. Star Wars theme tune or something like da 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 The Imperial yeah. March is yeah. <laughs> What's that Tekken thing? Finish him. <laughs> or like um what's the weird oh, oh no the weird mask on um on uh Crash Bandicoot. Where he's like, what am I going? What am I going? And that just happens on Climax. What am I going? Oh my God, I love that. I love that. What am I going? Like Bart will be the Scrivener. I would prefer not to. That's my. That's it. That's mine. Okay. I think mine's going to have to be... No, I don't know. It's really hard. It's really, it's really hard. That can be your answer. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and in that tone of voice right there exactly right I'm I'm voting Hulibagar because that's fucking great yeah Crash Bandicoot <laughs> <laughs> so I think that brings us to the end of the game Kim where are we at with the scores you've been keeping track 
Right, so this is my score sheet and doodles. Uh, we have a, a very clear winner, which is Alex is the most shameful. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I don't know if I'm excited about winning that title. So that's the end of the Shame of Life game for us. Uh, if you have enjoyed listening to our ramblings and might like to see the rest of the cards or play it for yourself, you can check it out. Just Google the Shame of Life game and you'll be given the website where you can buy it. And I should probably point out, this isn't a sponsored episode. We just wanted to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, seemed like fun. For sure. And it, it was fun. It was fun. Um, eye-opening. Now I know never to get old and get trapped in an apocalypse with these guys. <laughs> so I don't I don't think we need to rate our alcohol as such this week because it's been a mixed bag and the whole point is we chose it because it reminds us of bad times. So let's leave that one there. But let's um let's give the game a rating out of our usual grape culture, five grapes. So who wants to kick off with how much they enjoyed it? Or didn't? I really enjoyed it. I think like I think it's one of those things you need to play a few times to because we've played it once before and scoring wise, it's not a game for someone who likes scoring. It's, you know, like it's not really a school game in in that way, but it's definitely a really fun game. And like, I think it's nothing so bonkers that you couldn't play it with strangers, in my opinion. And like, if it is, I feel like you can skip over. It just depends how militant you are about the games and the rules. But I have really enjoyed it. I think maybe like a four. Three and five, three point five. Nice. I'm gonna go with 3.5 just because I'm a prude. 3.5. What about you, Tuppence Your Bear? <laughs> Tuppence Your Bear, which I will fight for. Um yeah, no, I think it's really great fun. I love um any kind of focus in like I love a social gathering and just being able to have a chat. But at the same time, like I understand that sometimes it's really nice to have a focus and some people aren't as willing as sometimes I am to uh, give up the uh, ridiculous, uh, ridiculousnesses of being like who they are and also like stuff in their past and blah 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 so um yeah it's really nice to find a game that allows us to kind of share in that share that uh in terms of a rating i think i'll give it a 3.54 because i would really enjoy cracking this out uh especially for people that i don't know that well so um yeah it's good fun I agree with you guys. It was good fun. I'd, I I think there's a lot more miles we can get out of this game um, for something that was uh, 19.99. But. Not expensive. Um, it's if you are in the US or the UK, there are there is stock in both of those regions, so it ships pretty much within a couple of days. Um, if you're in Australia or other places, um, it takes slightly longer, but you can still order it. I think. Um, and I'm going to give it a four because. It's fun and it was lighthearted and it was what I needed. And um, yeah, it's been eye opening. Good yeah, to get to know you guys. A bit better. <laughs> and if anyone sends me any pictures of Toadie from Neighbours, I will kick off. <laughs> I mean, it's no Scrabble, but you know, it's pretty <laughs> bloody good. It's no Scrabble. No, I am. Um, I want to put out a call to our listeners if you have answers for any of the questions that we've asked 
on this podcast or opinions on our answers, please let us know because I really cannot wait to read them. Yes, please do get in touch. We are on social media. We are on Twitter at Grape Culture Pod. We're on Instagram at Grape Culture Podcast. Or you can send us an email, grapeculturepodcast at gmail.com. So finally, don't forget to come back in two weeks when we're going to have a brand new episode for you. Uh, we're not sure what it's going to be on yet, but we will have a good time, whatever it is. So come and check it out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.